show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pop, spoon, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, WTM listeners. I'm your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. Yes, he said listeners. Yes, he means plural. <laughs> I do. There better be more than one of you. Well, it's not just me that's listening to it all the time. Uh, that is the voice of Mr. Wolfie T. What's going on, Brett? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got some nards on him over there. Yeah. This uh, this Phil the Monster Squad that we're doing today gave you your new clip. Sure did. Where did you see that? It was a trailer? I saw it in the trailer because I, I forget. I was like going through the uh, some movies on uh, Xfinity and that was like a recommended one. So I watched the trailer and... That is in the trailer, and it's a it's a great line, and it's a quick, quick hitter soundbite that relates to the Wolfman, <laughs> and fits better than uh, Samuel Jackson and his long pause in the middle. Sending <laughs> the wolf. Pulp Fiction sounder no longer making appearance, at least for your that doesn't mean your that, sounder purposes. That doesn't mean that it's not a great movie. With a great line, <laughs> but uh, it didn't quite fit as well as Wolfman's Got Nards. Yeah. Especially with my hot takes. <laughs> it got some real balls on him over there. Real ballsy, Wolfie. That's right, long time listeners. You know what I'm talking about. He gets, he's a little curmudgeon sometimes. Curmudgeonly? I got. Say that? Curmudgeon-y or Lee? Curmudgeonly. <laughs> people listening couldn't see uh brett's eyes darting upwards <laughs> staring off into the nothingness try trying to, to try to think if that's right or not <laughs> in any case uh, i have some unpopular opinions sometimes <laughs> at least among other hosts of the show eh, i wouldn't think you you and jones don't disagree on too much uh i was including you in that too but uh yeah, well, we don't disagree on all that much. There's there's certain things. One movie in particular. <laughs> Which I think, one? I think we all know what I'm talking about. Actually, I forget. Starts with an N. It involves uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy. Oh, Norbit, yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and I can't believe... How many people tell me it sucks and then tell me they've never seen it? <laughs> At least give it give it a shot. You gave it a shot and you couldn't get through it. No. And I respect that. <laughs> um, but I've only met maybe two other people who have seen it and they like it. I'm willing to maybe give it another shot to like just power through it and do the whole thing so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Some of your references. But no time. I mean, if you're... Presently. If you don't like mean-spirited humor and fat jokes it's not for you because it's like all fat jokes that's like all of eddie murphy in the 90s and in the early 2000s that's all see, it was. see I, I don't really like that many eddie murphy movies like i never got into it and i haven't seen a lot of them because they're just not, not interested but norva just hits the, my funny bone just in the <laughs> perfect spot <laughs> well so you Norbit lovers out there, you're not alone. And it takes nards to admit that. <laughs> it does. It takes a big, hairy nards. So hit me up if you got nards enough to say that you love Norbit. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Let us know. Tweet us. 
Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is a movie leftover. We're doing the Monster Squad from 1987. Directed by Fred Decker, who also did uh, Night of the Creeps, which we've done an episode on, on a previous horror extravaganza. can't remember if it was last year or the year before. Anyways, listen to that one if you haven't. Well, watch the movie and then listen to it. Yeah. After listening to this one. Yeah, this one if was If you've actually... already seen Monster Squad. Yeah. If you haven't, go watch Monster Squad, listen to this one, and then watch Night of the Creeps and listen to that one. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> You got your weekend all set up. <laughs> uh, so uh, this was also written by Shane Black and Fred Decker. It didn't occur to me until I saw some uh, video on YouTube that was like things you don't know about Monster Squad that their names are Black and Decker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I didn't think about it until you brought it up now. It didn't even, I, like, it didn't even <laughs> cross my mind. <laughs> Uh, but apparently they they didn't really collaborate that much. It's just like one guy would write something and then the other guy would edit or write his own stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I guess they didn't uh, they didn't really work together. They just happened to just separately write the script that mm-hmm. became Monster Squad. Yeah. Uh, it stars Andre Gower as Sean. He's kind of the main kid. Uh, Robbie Kiger is Patrick. Stephen Mocked is Dell. He's Sean's dad. Duncan Rigger, Rigger is Count Dracula. Tom Noonan is Frankenstein's monster. Brent Shalem, Horace, or Fat Kid. Fat Kid. Even his friends call him Fat Kid. <laughs> I don't think they're real friends. Uh, Ryan Lambert is Rudy. Ashley Bank is Phoebe. is the little girl. Uh, Michael Faustino is Eugene. Uh, Mary Ellen Trenor is Emily. I think, she, I think it's just Trainer. Trainer. Yeah. She. Uh, is that I, the sister? That's the mom. Oh, that's the mom. Okay. Yeah, I know her mostly from the Lethal Weapon movies. She plays the psychiatrist that is like at least the first three. There's always talk about you know Riggs. He can't be out in the field. He's too much of a loose <laughs> cannon. His mind's gonna snap. You know. Leonardo. Uh, Chimino as scary German guy. That's what he's credited as. Yeah. I forget. Does he say his name? I don't think so. I think they just call him scary German guy. Even to his face, they call him that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. Kids will be kids. Oh my God. I didn't even notice this. John Grease or Grice. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. He's Desperate Man. That's uh, that's Uncle Rico from <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. He could throw that ball over the mountains. <laughs> Stan Shaw is Detective Sapper. I'm going to call out old uh, Jason Hervey is EJ. Yeah. The brother from the Wonder Years. The asshole brother. You want me to make a a wrestling connection here? Sure. Jason Hervey in the late 80s, uh, sometimes when the National Wrestling Alliance would have their world title matches, they would have uh, judges at ringside just in case it went to the time limit. Mm-hmm. And Jason Hervey was a judge in at least a couple <laughs> World Heavyweight Championship wrestling matches. That's funny. Featuring Ric Flair. <laughs> and it was like they'd have like all these legends of wrestling at ringside, and then it would be Jason Hervey from the Wonder Years. <laughs> and he was like 15. <laughs> and he's judging a world championship match. That's yeah, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, Carl, is it Tabalt? It's T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. Tabo, maybe? Could be, yeah, Tabo. I knew it wasn't Thibault. Yeah. But it might be Tabo or Thibault. Uh, he plays a yeah, Wolfman, who's got the nards. Yeah. Tom Woodruff Jr. is Gilman. Uh, Michael Reed McKay is Mummy. And we'll say Jack uh, Gwillem is Van Helsing. So, storyline... A young group of monster fanatics attempt to save their hometown from Count Dracula and his monsters. So. It's very similar to uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Because in that movie, uh, Dracula assembles the mummy and Frankenstein. Um, Yeah, I think it's just those two. And then 
the Wolfman's there, but he's aware that he turns into a werewolf, so he's trying to help Abbott and Costello catch the uh, monsters who are running amok in town. Mm, similar to this movie. Where In this movie, it's similar, but they had uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and then Frankenstein is the one that kind of teams up with the good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts out with like a, it's kind of like a prologue of a uh, hundred years ago. Yep. Basically, Van Helsing and his town, or they're trying to get rid of, you know, Count Dracula. Yeah. Count Chocula. Uh, <laughs> Count Dracula, and uh, there's an amulet. Is The amulet is kind of like the, well, we have a clip later that explains the amulet, but it's basically yeah. like the balance of good and evil is held within, like, the amulet. Right. And that kind of controls, I guess, the balance. It's almost like the balance in the force, but it's good and, good and evil. And then you got to have a virgin read something in German to activate it, if you will. But there's like a there's like a scroll, almost like a Star Wars scroll. Oh yeah, and it talks about right. um, they blew it. It ends with they blew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they kind of failed to defeat Dracula all the way. Yeah. So this is basically hundred years later, nineteen eighty seven. They're gonna have to do it again because Dracula comes back and brings all of his friends with him. Well, even in that prologue scene, what I thought was funny was, so they had the girl reading the the thing that she had to read to open up the vortex or whatever, mm-hmm. and the, Van Helsing just keeps yelling, you know, read or we're going to die, read or we're going to, it's like, dude, shut up, let her read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quit fucking interrupting her, like, Yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't interrupt every 10, se- you know, every two seconds, uh, this would be done. Like, I'm sure she could read better without you yelling at her. <laughs> but which it was kind of weird that they blew it in Transylvania because it's like well darkness didn't take over right they didn't consume the world so they at least kind of pushed it off for another hundred years it seems like yeah it's like they blew it and I'm like well at least they delayed it a hundred years <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to point out that Stan Winston was in charge of the costumes Stan Winston uh, remember redid the predator costume Oh, that's okay. It was Stan Winston. So, yeah, he did a lot of cool special effects, makeup, costume stuff in the 80s. Yeah. All the monsters look fantastic. This movie didn't have a huge budget. Yeah. So it looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, there's some of it looks a little fakey, like maybe the creature from the Black Lagoon. But like with the budget and like the time frame, like practical effects, real costumes, this stuff looks pretty fantastic. Yeah. I I have no complaints about how the monsters look. Like they all look great, especially since this is a uh, it's rated PG thirteen, but it is a it's a kids movie. It's more of an adult kids movie. Yeah, but it, it seems like it should be for kids. But there's a lot of stuff in there that, at least nowadays, would not pass for a kids movie. Yeah, they can't be throwing the f word around and <laughs> saying people are homoing out. Right. Yeah, they. It's mostly in the first like ten minutes where they rattle off like fag and homo like willy nilly oh for like God. ten minutes, and then they kind of stop. Yeah, after they leave the principal's office is when they just drop, just all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's it's because the principal has the audacity to like put his hand on their shoulder as he's trying to explain to them why they you know can't do what they did. Which, they, were, they were drawing pictures of monsters during class. Yeah. And they were insulting the teacher because she looks like a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you can't draw during class and you can't say your teacher looks like a cat. Apparently. Even though she kind of did. <laughs> so. It's not just an 80s trope, but it's a trope of, you know, the. Uh, God, what am I trying to say? Like the uh, adolescent kids who are homophobic because they're afraid of. Well, not not that necessarily. I'm just talking about like the, uh, like the basically the authorities are always telling them not to be creative. Oh yeah. It's like all they're doing is just drawing pictures. Like yeah. They weren't throwing spitballs in class and beating up others. They're just minding their own business. They well, just weren't learning up to his standard apparently. And he well, and he he tells them too that uh, you know monsters aren't real. Uh, so you should just forget about them and learn about history and math and English and things that are useful, things that are real. They're like, well, 
We don't know that they don't exist. Right. There's always the unknown. Yeah, how do you know for sure if you've never seen one? Like, I understand them being scolded in class, like, hey, pay attention. But yeah. to be brought to the principal's office because you're drawing a picture of a monster. Right. And then for them to just shit all over your <laughs> fucking hobbies and, and whatnot. Yeah. Right away, uh, Sean, the main kid, he's wearing a Stephen King Rules t-shirt, which is pretty <laughs> cool, I thought. Um, especially for, like, a kid his age. Yeah. Because there wasn't a lot of Stephen King movies at the time. There were some. Yeah. I mean, they're like... Uh, Christine and um, is it Firestarter? Is that a Stephen King? Yep. Um, Carrie. Yep. Carrie Stephen Carrie King. Carrie Stephen King. The Shining. Shining. Salem's Lot was, uh, I just looked that up for our mini episode. It was 1979. Okay. So that would have been out too. So he had a, he had a good number of movies. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive is about 86. Yeah. So it was been right around the time this one came out. So, yeah, he definitely had a following, but I'm sure they were, I mean, he writes a lot about monsters, so yeah. <laughs> fits right in with this. So, yeah, we talked about this is very un-PC. This is right in the height of the 80s yeah. un-PC-ness. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing the F word around willy-nilly. At least he didn't, at least they didn't call him Slackjawed. Slackjawed? Like, uh, like in Predator. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Another Shane Black. <laughs> well, he didn't write it, but he's in it. Well, he, uh, yeah, didn't make any big pussy jokes in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, that yeah, was definitely Shane Black. Yeah. So there's a bunch of kids that make up the actual Monster Squad, but the main three are like Sean, Fat Kid, and Patrick, I believe. Yeah. Then there's little Eugene. Eugene's like the youngest boy. Uh, Phoebe is Sean's sister. Phoebe looks real young, but I think they say she's five. Okay. And then the uh, the older kids are 12. Well, the kid in the leather jacket. The kid in the leather jacket was uh, in junior high, they said. so. Was that Rudy? Yeah, that was Rudy. Ryan Lambert or Lambert? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I think it's Lambert. Okay. I would guess it was Lambert. So that kid was probably 13, maybe 14. Mm-hmm. Um, he got cigarettes, though. Smoking cigs. Oh, he was well, drinking, yeah. too? <laughs> like, that kid was living a hard life. <laughs> but he was riding a bicycle, so. <laughs> well, he probably had a DDY. <laughs> it's weird. He was uh, hanging out with these younger kids, and like, he had no problems with it, so. Well, he was all about trying to get in the Monster Squad. That was, Come on, I want to be in the Monster Squad. Yeah. like It's all about it. Like, how cool could he be if he wants to hang out with all these kids that are, like, two years younger than him? And not with his junior high classmates. And uh, there's a... I mean, he looked really cool. He had a leather jacket, but mm-hmm. when you think about it, you're like, why is this guy hanging out with these kids? So the uh, scary German guy, he's kind of like a neighbor. He isn't right next door, but he lives pretty close to the kids. Yeah, he's in the neighborhood. He's the... They're all afraid of him. It's uh, It's like in Home Alone, the dude that lives next door and always shovels his walk mm-hmm. they're just salt in the streets they don't the sidewalk. yeah he's an older guy and he kind of keeps to himself doesn't go mm-hmm. out much and it's kind of mysterious when you're a little kid and you don't know what's going on with this creepy guy next door so yeah sean gets home and his mother says he got a package oh wait no did you pick it up at a uh like a garage sale yeah she picked up a garage sale she found this book yeah and it was Van Helsing's diary that was uh, kind of referenced in the beginning prologue. Yep. And so he gets to like, oh, this will be great. Except it's in it's German. In, in German, yeah. <laughs> so he can't read it. What are the lines, uh, just when they're coming home from school, they're talking about monsters and shit. They're talking about, like, why does a wolfman wear pants when he's a wolf? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of them says, uh, wolfman wears pants so he can't see his wolf dork. Yeah. Yeah, they use the word dork, which I never <laughs> it's like heard this, that as like a word for dick growing up. I think I've heard it a few times, but it's... And when they ask the girl if she's a virgin, they ask her if she got dorked. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if I heard that really growing up. Dorked? Dork? I don't know. I don't know if I really heard it like in real life, but 
I know I've seen it in like various movies and TV shows. It's not real common, but yeah, because when people were called a dork, it was like you were a nerd or a geek, dweeb, yeah. all that. Like dork was just kind of nerdy. Yeah, didn't know it also meant dick apparently. Yeah, and it was basically they had to do that because in the forties, you couldn't show uh, wolf dork in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know why they were so concerned with that, but. When Sean comes back home, there's a message for him that somebody called asking about the book. She was thinking, oh, maybe he can get some money out of this. And uh, what is the the man's name? Is It's an anagram for Dracula. But I think it's, it's uh, Arduloc. Oh, something. it was Alucard. Alucard, yeah. Yeah, it was Dracula backwards. She's also a fantastic Tech 9 song. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It was like, I was wondering, like, as soon as he sees that name, he just starts writing anagrams and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what, how did you leap like, like, leap to that? Where do you, where, yeah, where does Why that Why are you come questioning out? the guy's name? <laughs> right. <laughs> Didn't make much sense, but nah, he's just a kid smart as a whip. So I he, like, he writes it like six times and then he figures out that it, yeah. it's Dracula. Like, ooh, Dracula must have called. <laughs> I like I like how Dracula, like when he was flying to America... And he had all the guys in coffins and shit. And he just like just attacks the pilot for no reason and then turns into a bat. <laughs> well, it was like the co-pilot that came out to check, right? I think uh, it was the pilot that came out to check and then the co-pilot stayed in the cockpit. Mm, okay. And then he attacks the pilot and then he drops all these caskets out. And they just luckily they land in a pond or, or the swamp or something in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh and then Dracula turns into a bat and stuff, but like, did you really need to attack those guys? Couldn't you just drop out without them knowing? Yeah. Like, just let them be. Or let, let it land and then <laughs> get up. Or maybe, maybe he knew he just had a feeling that that's where the amulet or um, book, book was. So like, hey, I need to, I need this plane to stop now. I mean, it, it was kind of similar to the Abbott and Costello movie that I, reference because in that mm-hmm. one uh the monsters are brought to a museum as exhibits and then as Abbott and Costello are unpacking them and whatnot they just start coming to life and coming out of their caskets and shit mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happens once they get down into the swamp in this movie in Monster Squad is he starts except the mummy is actually at the museum yeah the mummy's at the museum already um, but like Frankenstein and the creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. and well, the Wolfman is at the police station. But mm-hmm. the other two, he pops open their boxes and yeah, pulls them out. Also, a little similar to I think it's Bride of Frankenstein, where Frankenstein's monster has the relationship with the little girl. That is also uh, parodied in Young Frankenstein. That was uh, the original Frankenstein. Okay, that was the original? Yeah. Okay. And then that one, I'm sure it's been seen a lot. It came out, you know, you said it's been parodied to death. So he just walk. He, he gets out of the castle and he starts walking around town. And he sees a little girl playing by a pond. And she's like pulling, playing flowers, flower pulling petals, petals off yeah. and... And throwing him into the the pond, and then uh, the monster gets confused, and he just picks her up and throws her in, because <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that's what you do. You just throw stuff in the pond. <laughs> but in this one, he doesn't do that. He he's very nice. And Phoebe doesn't. She doesn't really get scared at all. No, she's no uh, she's enamored by. She's got nards by Frank. Yeah. She even calls the rest of the squad chicken shits. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Which is, if you ever heard a five-year-old girl say, uh, you know, come on, you chicken shits, it's <laughs> pretty funny. Because Sean finally gets up enough courage to go over there, and uh, like Frankenstein just kind of pushes him over, because he thought he was like a, like a little tap. Yeah. And he'd, like, he just sends Sean flying, and then she's like, come on, you chicken shits. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she taught Frankenstein to say bogus. Like, yeah. everything is bogus. Bogus. <laughs> oh, yeah, good very stuff. sweet little relationship between uh, Phoebe and the monster. Yeah. 
so basically, Sean gets wind or discovers that it's probably Dracula after the book. And so they're like, hey, we got to get this translated. Well, who, who do we know that speaks German? So they go to the scary German guy's house, who immediately takes out a huge knife and starts <laughs> serving him up pie. He's yeah, all like, about the pie. Like, why is he taking such a big knife out? <laughs> like, that was Jesus Christ. It seems like he's... It's almost like one of those like Grimm's fairy tales, like he's trying to fatten up the kids. Yeah. Just tries to keep feeding them pie over and over. Like later in the movie, too, he's like, we'll get some pie. It's like, <laughs> enough about the fucking pie. Yeah. <laughs> there, oh, there's one scene that I liked where uh, there's a little kid. He, he must have been five year olds too, five years old, too. And he's like, Dad, there's a monster in my room. And the dad comes in and he does the fucking bullshit. You know, oh, there's nothing under the bed. And- Mm-hmm. He says, no, it's in the closet. And he opens the door. He doesn't even look. And the fucking mummy's standing there. Yeah. And the kid's about to shit his pants. And the dad just like, see nothing in there. Go to bed. <laughs> it's like, why? I don't get why the mummy went into the house in the first place. <laughs> I don't know. It was a good sight gig, though. Because then he just left. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a funny. Without incident. It was a funny gig. Yeah. I, I thought that was good. But it's like the dad just traumatized that kid for life. Just because he doesn't fucking care like, <laughs> uh, wolfman trying to do the responsible thing he knows he's a wolfman he's trying to get himself locked up in jail yeah because i'm guessing he knows it's another full moon that night yep and that's that's kind of like that albert and uh albert abbott and costello meet frankenstein the wolfman insists that they lock him in his hotel room and don't let him out till morning because he knows he's going to turn into the wolf and then, uh, obviously, somebody lets him out because <laughs> mm-hmm. they hear him going nuts in there. But in this, in Monster Squad, they just like, go away. Yeah. We don't believe you. Go away. And then he does turn into Wolf. And he t- he starts, you know, attacking him before he's even the Wolf, just trying to get him to lock him up. Yeah. But uh, And Sean's dad is... Uh, it was like kind of to- too late at that point because he's starting to turn. Well, his dad had to go in because of that. He's a police officer, and uh, he was supposed to take his wife out for a date that night, and their relationship's on the rocks because it's the 80s, mm-hmm. and parents can't get along. <laughs> and that's kind of the last straw uh, for his folks. Uh, so the wolf man split up Sean's parents. <laughs> Well, they had a marriage counseling meeting that he had to skip. That's what it was. It wasn't yeah. a date. They were going to the marriage counselor. Mm-hmm. So they were on the rocks, and that was the last straw. And uh, their house is apparently pretty close to a drive-in movie theater. Because uh, he's sitting on his roof, yeah. and he's watching the screen. It's it's from a side angle, but he can see it. And he has the radio turned in or tuned in to the, the theater the yeah. station. So we can hear it. I was like, I would be in fucking heaven if I was... <laughs> I would love sitting on my roof watching movies. Even if it was from far away, if I got the radio going, that would be cool shit. They were watching Groundhog Day Part 12. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's a Friday the 13th reference? Because they would have been on about Part 5 or 6 at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. That's probably what it was. Because there really weren't any other movies that had that many sequels at that point that were doing the part one part two part three halloween did but they didn't their sequels are more spread out like even like six i think is in like 94 or 96 right and i but after like part three they didn't really call it like halloween part four or halloween part yeah five like the return of michael myers yeah like they had like unique names for them whereas friday the 13th was always Friday the 13th, part one. Friday the 13th, part two. Nightmare on Elm Street. Part three. Had some numbered sequels in the 80s. Yeah. So it would have been another one. So look out for Groundhog Day, part 12. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Mummy escapes the museum, which the uh, cops don't know, can't make heads or tails out of it because the security guard didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden the mummy's just like gone. Nobody broke in, but it looks like they broke out. <laughs> it's one of those deals. Did you did you take them? No. Huh? I had to ask. No. <laughs> ah. 
<laughs> Thought I had it. So yeah, so the mummy and the wolf man head out to the woods, meet with uh, Dracula, and then they, uh, so the creature of the Black Lagoon apparently was already in the lake, yep. and then he Looked rises to- up with Frankenstein's casket mm-hmm. uh, from the bottom of the pond, and uh, Dracula like jump starts him basically, just gives him a little jolt, yeah. brings him back to life. And uh, there you go. There's, uh, they're not the Monster Squad, but they're the monsters. Mm-hmm. And they, he's Dracula sends the monster on a mission to get the diary, yeah, back from these kids. Yeah, and he's sidetracked immediately when he meets Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein. Well, and and Dracula even says, "Just kill the kids. Like if the kids <laughs> stop you, just kill them." <laughs> and Frankenstein forgets that immediately and and starts. Being friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) He also uh, pervs on the girl next door who's getting undressed. So I got a clip here. This is from the wolf after the wolf man busted out of jail and he got shot. The kids are talking about it in their treehouse, which is pretty sweet. This is like the initial monster squad. Yeah. Not the initial meeting, but. They were initiating this is when they like official. They were initiating Rudy. Is this after that or before that? I guess this is what or it during. Is. During this is it. Did you hear a word I said? The guys are dead. Get a clue? Something's out there and it's killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us. So what do we do? I think this book might be important. Look, it's Van Helsing's diary. My mom said they found an old house on Shatterbrook Road. But I can't read it. It's all in German. My sister takes German in high school. She sure doesn't speak German. All she does is hang around and the guys touch her tits. <laughs> sister wouldn't happen to live next door, would she? Yeah, so what? That girl's your sister? So what do you say? Are we monster squad? Or what? get up here anyway <laughs> yeah they all put their hands in like a you know on top of each other all in, circle. in yeah and then the dog's paw goes on top and he's like how does the dog even get up here because <laughs> they're in the tree house yeah they don't i mean obviously you could just it was a smaller dog you could right. carry it with one arm but yeah, i don't, they don't think any of them were carrying it. it up though yeah they like, don't show it pretty young kids I don't, I don't know if they could do that it's kind of funny that he's calling attention to that like, how the fuck does that get up here <laughs> oh my god all she does is let guys touch her tits it's like jeez <laughs> right. oh no wonder they call you fat kid you're an asshole that's your sister <laughs> so tell that rudy the older kid has been apparently touched her tits before well they so have the uh seem like well, they have a camera set up out the window of the treehouse, and it's directly into the kid's sister's bedroom, and she's like constantly undressing. Yeah, because they keep on trying to snap pictures of her. Yeah, yeah. Frankenstein accidentally does. He starts perving on, on her, uh, looking through the camera, and he accidentally takes a picture. Yeah, and I think later they develop that film and. Yeah, to blackmail her <laughs> with a new picture of her. Yeah. <laughs> Great kids. <laughs> we took a naked picture of you without your consent. Right. If you don't help us, we're going to show it to people. Gonna, it was like they were going to pin it up like, but like it was like homecoming. Yeah. Because so, that's, you know, it's October. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we'll pin it up by, like, by the homecoming board. It's like, Jesus. Like being a girl with a naked picture of her. Yeah. I guess kids are ruthless. I guess in the 80s, that wasn't sexual assault. Yeah, well, I mean, they're already, you know, throwing the F word around, so <laughs> sexual assault extortion. Right. Boot. Oh, man. And these are the protagonists. Yeah. <laughs> but they're innocent kids, all right? Cut them some slack. They don't know. Uh. So that's when they go to Scary German Guy's house. He turns out to not be so scary. He's just the nicest guy in the world. Yep. And uh, we only have four clips total today. This one's kind of a longer one, but this is him reading the diary, and uh, he explains what the amulet is. Now, there we... Ah, yeah. 
The amulet itself is fairly small and carved with intricate symbols. Oh, rather an odd-looking thing, don't you think? Scary German guy's bitching. Sir, the thing I don't understand is the part about the equilibrium. Well, according to this rather curious book you have brought me, the forces of good and evil, uh, that is a B-17, in case you are wondering. It's rad. Good and evil are in constant flux back and forth. Only once every hundred years are these forces balanced. And what about the amulet? The amulet, so nearly as I can translate, is concentrated. Good. It is a talisman which wards off evil and is, how you say, uh, Indestructible? That means it can't be destroyed. Or in any case, normally destroyed. However, and this part is underlined, once every hundred years, at the stroke of midnight, the amulet becomes vulnerable. And at that moment, it can be shattered. And if it is? and the balance between good and evil will shift, and evil will rule. However, our friend Mr. Van Helsing claims there is a way to stop the forces of darkness. How? If one could gain possession of the amulet before those forces, then every hundred years at midnight, there is another option, a ceremony, which, when followed to the letter, will open a hole into limbo itself, where dwell the damned, a vortex, which, like a great whirlwind, can swallow the forces of evil forever. Does it describe the procedure at all? In detail, this was the last entry on this date. He was to battle those forces himself. Interesting. Tis tomorrow's date, 100 years ago. Fat kids eating like three pieces of pie through that whole <laughs> scene. Yeah, so right after that is pretty much when they meet Frank. That's why scary German guy is bitching because he gives because <laughs> fat kid like three slices of pie. He doesn't eat them, <laughs> but he, he takes them anyways. So yeah, they meet Frank. Um, Don't be chicken shits. And then they bring him up in the treehouse. That's when Frank accidentally. Kind of snaps the picture of the girl undressing. Yeah. Because they talk about they need a virgin to say the, the words. So yeah. they're trying to figure out who's she, a virgin. Yeah. And they don't they don't know what it means. <laughs> but they know, they know what a faggot is, but they don't know what a virgin is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so kind of Rudy fills him in, I think. Yeah. But then, like when they ask the girl if she's a virgin, she uh, she doesn't want to answer. But they won't even like ask her because they keep on like, "Are you a?" <laughs> yeah, they they get too nervous. But yeah, Rudy asked her, trying to figure out if you've ever been dorked. <laughs> like what? She's like, I you know, she doesn't want to have anything to do with whatever the hell they're talking about. But right, he brings up the picture and like, well, if you don't help us out, we're gonna show this to everyone. So. <laughs> It's like, all right, we'll let that slide. It's like oh, 80s kids movie, I guess. So she agrees. Yeah. And uh, they first they go to, what's that house that Dracula's living at? It was uh, 666 Shadowbrook Road. Mm. Which I thought that was a interesting address. <laughs> but yeah, that amulet is in the basement, kind of. Yeah, so they try to go get the amulet. When they get in, um, 
Dracula got there just before them and he was downstairs trying to get it and he hears him upstairs and he had like some dynamite and he doesn't even push it down like it almost like when Frank walks in like the handle drops on the dynamite and it blows up yeah and like part of the house collapses on top of Frank just like the second floor kind of falls down on him mm-hmm. well, that's when wanna, the wolfman jumps out do you want to talk about the sweet montage of them getting ready rock till you drop oh my god that was a pretty cool 80s song oh, classic <laughs> Like the Rudy's in uh, shop class making silver bullets. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> Just making ammunition at the at school. Did you see little Eugene is wearing a Confederate hat? <laughs> <laughs> was, like I a Confederate don't soldier hat? I don't remember, but that's pretty. Yeah, it was like it was the gray Confederate soldier hat. And then like on the top, you can see like the Confederate flag <laughs> as like the like, almost like a beanie. That's funny. I did they see what town they're in like, or like where this was? I forget. I don't remember if they did or not. But, but yeah, they're all preparing for the night. Pretty funny. They're all like trying to get through the day. You know, they're looking at their watches. They're in class. And... Yeah, and uh, fat kid gets uh, nervous. Gets cold feet. He says, "Maybe we should be the mass squad." <laughs> or the nature squad let's just not be dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's right as they're getting into the house uh yeah so, and then uh like you said after frank gets crushed by a small explosion wolfman makes his presence known and it leads to uh newest clip or newest sounder i should say yeah He kicks him right in the nards and he just drops. Yeah. Because down the other hallway, there's like three witches that Dracula had. Well, not witches, sorry, but they were like a, almost like a coven of vampires that, you know, Dracula. There were three random, like, yeah. both their teenagers. They're right around, like, seemed like between 18 and 22. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, I forget. There's a couple of different Dracula um, versions where he has. Uh, women like that that he has mm-hmm. turned into vampires and kind of usually his... like a lot of the dracula stories focus on one woman yeah or possibly two like he gets one he turns one and then he tries to get the other and that's like the one they're they end up saving but because i think in uh francis ford coppola's dracula they have those women who okay. uh i haven't seen that one I think they they try to seduce Keanu Reeves's character, mm-hmm. um, while Dracula is trying to get with Keanu's fiance. They basically just do his bidding. Yeah, they're kind of sex slaves, I think. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Which hopefully they're of age in this movie, because they uh, might not be. Doesn't the scary German guy show up and like talk about pie again? <laughs> he, he might. He shows up in like an army Humvee. Yeah. Which I don't know where he got that from, because I don't think that's a civilian vehicle that you can just buy. Yeah, because he also mentioned that when they're at his house, the little kid was looking at that model plane. Yeah. And he's like, that's a B-17, if you're wondering, <laughs> you know, in his German voice. Right. So it seems like he's big into the military, and he's kind of a recluse, so I don't know if they're trying to be like, hey, he's an ex-Nazi or ex-German that's came well, over no, after the war. No, because they, they had a scene where he says, you know, I know real monsters. Yeah. And then they showed his uh, tattoo from the concentration camp. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out with that. I couldn't see what that, I couldn't make out what that yeah. tattoo was. So it was the, just the number that they yeah, gave him. So the implication was that he was a Jew during World War II uh, in Germany and was in the concentration camps. Okay. So, but I still don't know how that gets him a military Humvee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an older one. Yeah, it was like a military Jeep. I wouldn't say yeah. Humvee necessarily, but definitely a... But it was definitely not Jeep. a civilian car. Yeah. Because uh, I think he's like, let's go get some pie or something like that. And he's like, enough with the... We're being chased by Wolfman and Dracula. Right. And, and then, then the, the mummy. The mummy... Uh, latches on 
And uh, that was kind of a cool little trick. Uh, Rudy ends up getting a little bit of the slack from his gauze. Yeah. And he attaches it to an arrow and he shoots it into a tree. So as they're driving away, it starts unraveling um, the mummy and he finally just falls off and he just turns to dust. Pretty much. It was uh, those bandages were the only thing keeping them together. See you later, Band-Aid breath. <laughs> it's like that's more keeping in tone with like that the kids movie. Kids movie, yeah. I wrote down that the fat kid burned Dracula with a the garlic on a slice of pizza. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Because, <laughs> yeah, of course, fat kid had it just in, like, tinfoil, like, right? in his jacket. And you're not sure if, he, like, he prepared that ahead of time or he just had extra pizza. Like, is that <laughs> is that to, to combat Dracula or is that just for in case you get hungry? Because <laughs> he had a Twinkie earlier. Was, it, was he the one, uh, the creature stole his Twinkie? Yeah. Oh, my God, this kid. I liked at the beginning too when he had the uh, chocolate bar and Jason Hervey stepped on it and then uh, Rudy ended up making him eat it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Well, then uh, they just beat the shit out of him. That's, <laughs> in the 80s, you didn't uh, mentally bully kids. You physically bullied kids. Of course. Oh, sorry. Bullying didn't get invented until 2008. <laughs> sorry. It wasn't bullying back then. Um, so it basically ends up in like, kind of like the town square. It's kind of like where the climactic scene is. Everyone's converging there. Well, uh, was it Sean's dad shows up at his house and, uh, he, uh, Wolfman calls, um, well, Dracula, yeah, Dracula is driving a hearse and then the cop car's like chasing it and then it goes right through the hearse. Like, it's not there. And then Dracula goes to, uh, was it Sean ho- Sean's house? Uh, and then he blew up yeah. their clubhouse and a cop car. Yeah, with dynamite. Because <laughs> he just has dynamite laying around. Well, uh, he already had the dynamite. He blew up that part of the house when he's trying to, I think he's when he's trying to get the amulet. Yeah. But uh, he just has dynamite just because. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the 80s that was so common you almost think he he doesn't really need dynamite he can just fuck shit up by himself yeah or turn he has into like superhuman a, strength or he can turn into a bat and just fly into small spaces mm-hmm. but so at the town square um as the monsters kind of start showing up the scary german guy tries to get the the girl to read van helsing's diary and it's not it's not working yeah <laughs> They what? find out she's not a virgin. Yeah. She says, oh, the, there was that guy, but he doesn't count. I think it was like Steve was his name. Yeah. Like, well, once was Steve, but that doesn't count. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, it does. What do you mean it doesn't count? <laughs> Just because you regret it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, so after the Dracula, you know, blew up the police car, then he heads to go confront the kids. And uh, the cop shows up. And by this time, obviously, he knows it's Dracula because he saw Dracula fly away. Yeah. In in his bat form, and I thought it was pretty cool when he like leans out of his car as he's driving and he shoots the bat out of midair with his <laughs> revolver from like you know fifty yards away, like up in the air and like shoots Dracula like into a building. And then when he gets up there, it's like kind of half formed, like he's yeah, injured. he got like stuck halfway through the transformation. Yeah, which I don't. I don't know how that works, because then he's pretty much fine after that. Yeah. I think he just needs more like recuperating time. I think so, because you have to stake him in the heart to kill him. Yeah. They went through all the ways you can kill a vampire. He shoots them six times in front of his house, and they all go right through him. Yeah. Into the house. Because I think the wife first turns out like, what are you doing shooting, blowing holes in the house? (laughs) 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 That's everything. I can't remember. Because I think yeah. he might have blown up the car. Yeah, he blew up the car before that. So she was just probably worried about her. Like, what's the going on? The noise what's outside. going on out here? <laughs> Let me go out and check it out. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, who runs up there to try and kill Dracula? Oh, I didn't write that down. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, actually, it was just it was the cop. And then the wolf man comes up behind him. Yeah. They- he's about to throw dynamite at Dracula. And then the Wolfman attacks the dad, and then Sean comes out of nowhere and kind of saves his dad and 
puts dynamite in the like the belt of Wolfman or in his yeah, pants. Yeah, just shoves it down his pants. Blows, him up, yeah. blows him into a whole bunch of different pieces, and then, uh, like Terminator Two, like yeah. Earlier in the movie, they said there's only one way to kill a wolf man, and it's a silver bullet to the heart. And that's true, because even <laughs> though you blew him into about six different pieces, he's not dead. He he's not back. A, it was not a silver stick of dynamite. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Um. But uh, yeah, because Rudy, the uh, the other vampires are there. Yeah, and he's shooting them with like bows and arrows. He's like he was sharpening them in the woodshop class. Yeah, so he's dominating them, and then uh, stakes him in the heart. Wolfman forms back together, and he starts wreaking <laughs> havoc again. So Rudy shoots him with a silver bullet, finally killing him, and it immediately turns him back into his human form. And he's like, you know, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks finally. The creature from the Black Lagoon pops up from the sewers. <laughs> and he goes after uh, Jason Hervey. Yeah, and he, he runs into his, in some store shop. Yeah. And Horace is left outside. He's trying to get in, and EJ won't let him in. <laughs> so, but he has a shotgun with him. He picked up, like, that tactical, like, badass shotgun. <laughs> yeah. And then he finally picks gets up enough courage and blasts the creature. Just one shows shot. him away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's a badass. He's like, my name is Horace. Remember <laughs> it. <laughs> like, dude, if if your friends don't call you that, I don't think your bully's going <laughs> to. They will now, since he like, was badass and blew him away with a shotgun. Like, if your friends don't respect you enough to call you by your name, don't expect other people to do it. Well, I think they did give him a card. Because everyone, everyone in the Monster Squad got those sweet business cards. <laughs> so... Obviously, the the girl's not working because she's not a virgin. So, was it Eugene? He's like, is she a virgin? I yeah. don't care what he even says. Yeah. What about her? Is she a virgin? Yeah. And he's pointing to, uh, can't remember her name though. Phoebe. Phoebe. Girl. Yeah. Like, of course. Well, she's fucking five. I hope so. <laughs> right. That would be uh, some kind of awkward if it didn't work <laughs> after she read it. And so. Somebody, Slowly but surely, she's reading it, and then Dracula's closing in. Yeah. She can't quite finish it. So the scary German guy is telling her how to say it, like, line mm. by line. Because yeah. obviously she can't read German. She probably can't even read English. And nobody can stop Dracula, because he's just dominating people yeah. left and right. All the cops come up with billy clubs, and people are trying to shoot him. And There's no stopping what can't be stopped. <laughs> no killing what can't be killed. So he finally gets to Phoebe, and he picks her up by the jaw, which was pretty, right? pretty gnarly looking. And uh, here's a clip. When he called that little girl bitch, I just started laughing hysterically. Oh, my God. It's so funny to watch Dracula call a little girl bitch. Right? I don't know what it is about it, but it's fucking funny. And then Frank is behind him and, like, just puts his, like, hand on his shoulder and he turns around and then he, like, just kind of hits him, swats him. Yeah. Makes him fly back and he's impaled on a on a fence. The bullet, like, goes through his chest, but it doesn't kill him because it's not, it has to be a wood stake. Yeah. Yep. But... The little girl is able to finish the passage. The, yeah, the passage. And uh, the vortex opens up. People start getting sucked in, you know, one by one. All the evil gets sucked into the vortex. And uh, everyone's hanging on to, like, trees and benches and stuff, fences, trying to not get sucked in. And Dracula starts being sucked in, and he grabs onto Sean. Says, you know, I'm taking you with me type of thing. <laughs> and then Sean 
grabs that there was one of the arrows was laying on the street so he picks it up as he's being dragged and he drills it right into his heart and kills him or at least he's starting to be destroyed as he's getting yeah. sucked in and then uh nowhere van helsing shows up i was like how did he come here because <laughs> yeah. van helsing's like you know thanks or whatever <laughs> and then like he grabs dracula and like they're both sucked in yeah he like came out of the vortex didn't he yeah that was weird i was like, like well, why uh, is he come out did he get sucked in at the beginning uh it was good. I was kind of confused at the beginning because some people got sucked in and some didn't, and they didn't really. Yeah. They kind of cut away before they showed everything mm-hmm. that happened. And then Frank's. It's a really sad scene. Frank's being sucked away. You know, little Phoebe's no. Yeah. Don't go and, but uh, real nice. It's heartwarming shot there when the her is a little teddy bear or stuffed animal that gets sucked in and Frank grabs it. And has and he's like cherishing it as he's being sucked into the yeah. vortex so he'll have something to remember phoebe by yep in limbo yeah <laughs> yeah in limbo where the hell is that limbo thing <laughs> better spin his top see if he's still there <laughs> yeah maybe they were just like two levels down or three levels down sidetrack yeah inception check it out soonish so it's not as confusing as you think (laughs) pretty much ends after that because the army shows up which eugene it's it made a letter like hey the monsters are here army guys come help type of thing yeah where did he send the letter to (laughs) i don't know just like the National Guard shows up in Jeeps and a bunch of soldiers and like, what's going on here? They're probably wondering why the creepy German guy has one of their vehicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you can't have that. That's ours. No, I got it at auction. Yeah. Yeah, so they they show up and then it's uh, roll credits. Because he's like, what's going on here? <laughs> and Sean just hands him the card. He's like, we're the monster squad. <laughs> and then, yeah, just credits. Like, that doesn't explain what's going on. <laughs> These little kids give us this bullshit card that says Monster Squad on it. It's like, yeah, okay, uh, give me an adult. <laughs> Get like, these little fucking kids out of the way. Who can I talk to around here? Like, obviously, in real life, you're not listening to a little kid in that situation. Who's in charge here? We are Monster Squad. But it, yeah. is, it is a quick watch because whole movie's like 82 minutes, 83 minutes. But he yeah. says, we're the Monster Squad at an hour 16. Yeah, I heard they uh, they slowed the crawl on the credits to pad the runtime. Okay, that's what it was? <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering, I was like, the credits can't be that long. Cause so that's like newer movies have, you know, six, seven minute credits. Yeah. Um, or if it's a Marvel movie, like 20 minute credits. Yeah. Like, why do you need to have like 5,000, F- you know, special effects guys? They have so many people with those special oh effects God. companies working on the computers. Like, can you just have, like, the company credited and not each individual person? Like, oh, whatever. That's not how credits work. It's neither here nor there. All the, uh... I the miss c- the old movies where they would just do, like, three sh- uh, screens of credits at the beginning, and then at the end they would just say the end. <laughs> <laughs> they show the cast and the director and editor, and that's about it. At the beginning, but not at the end. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. I don't need end credits. <laughs> I don't really need credits at all, to be honest. Well, you got to give everyone their due. I guess. Everybody's got to, you know, have a, their 15 minutes of fame. So, uh, just a few fun facts here. According to Fred Decker, the director... Uh, Shane Black's first draft of the screenplay was so huge that the opening of the film featured Van Helsing accompanied by zeppelins and hundreds of men on horseback storming Dracula's castle. Decker stated that this sequence would have cost more than the final budget of the film. So yeah, it wasn't used. Yeah, probably. Uh, Wolfman's face was modeled after that of Stan Winston. So basically he just created a face of himself, made it look like the Wolfman. Because <laughs> he's the one who did all the costumes. Uh, in 2006, Wizard Magazine made a list of the 100 greatest villains of all time. Dracula was ranked as number 30 on the list. But surprisingly, it was for Duncan Regger's performance in this film. Yeah. There's a 
how many incarnations of Dracula has there Bella, been? Not Bela Lugosi, not uh, was it Peter Cushing Dracula? No, Peter Cushing was Van Helsing. Well, the other guy in those movies that played Dracula in the Hammer films, yeah. uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's right. Because Peter Cushing made a cross out of anything. So yeah, Rigger's uh, Dracula is kind of considered to be one of the absolute best interpretations of the character. I agree with that. I mean, it, was it kind of fits. Fantastic. I mean, it's funny when he calls her a little bitch, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's an evil bastard. He's trying to kill. Yeah. Him. You know, he tells Frank to kill the kids if they put up any sort of a fight. Yeah, just kill him. He gives zero fucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude's been waiting hundreds of years for this, and he's tired of waiting. This movie's a little similar to The Goonies in that there's some dark elements and, like, actually, like, real danger, like, tangible danger. Yeah. Because, like, those criminals, I mean, in, in The Goonies, they're not all about killing the kids, but they don't really care as long as they don't, I mean, they don't want to let them go. They're trying to catch the kids the whole fucking movie. And it's not like they're just going to be like, well, we're just going to, you know, they'd probably kill them. That's, that's it's how... just not as up, they're just not as upfront about it. Yeah. There. Here it's a little more set in stone, like, yeah, we're going to kill them. <laughs> so it's, it creates a little more danger for the kids and a little more realistic. Makes it a little more fun, I think, since there's a potential for danger. Yeah. Um, the actor who played Horace, Fat Kid, died of pneumonia in 97. So he died very young. Yeah. It's crazy. Ten years after the movie. R.I.P. Uh, near the start of the movie, the plane where Dracula first appears has Browning written on the side of this. It's a nod to director Todd Browning, who directed Dracula in 1931. Kind he, of also, he also did Freaks. Okay. Yeah, you've uh, seen Freaks. Isn't that also 1931? Uh, 31 or 32. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm guessing because yeah, Browning looks a lot like Boeing. So Boeing would fit like a plane. Yeah. And Browning. So I think that's a clever little nod there but uh, i didn't really have any other ones do you have any more uh i thought it was interesting liam neeson's was paid a, for a bit part that was never shot so i don't know what that would have been but can't argue with a payday for nothing yeah i did read that they originally uh, they wanted liam neeson for uh the part of dracula that yeah, kind of fell through that. but then yeah they filmed some sort of a small part for him and then they didn't use it yeah well, it says here they didn't even film it. And they were concerned about running time, yeah, so they cut it down. He wanted to blow 90 minutes, yeah. but then apparently they, they cut out too much. <laughs> yeah, and then they had to pad, pad <laughs> it at the end. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, it says uh, they cut out 13 minutes to get it under the 90-minute mark. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andre Gower and Robbie Kiger were friends in real life before filming, and uh, Andre Gower campaigned to the producers to hire Robbie Kiger to play the best friend role of Patrick. Mm. So the kids that played the two best friends in the movie were best friends in real life. That's probably why the one kid didn't even have a a picture on his name in the credits. Like yeah. everyone else did, but the, the Patrick or whatever. Because that might have been his only role. Yeah. Dustin Diamond had a small role as a kid who tries to trade baseball cards with the boys, but it was cut. Dustin Diamond, of course, known as <laughs> Screech in Saved by the Bell. Also known for some shenanigans. Adult videos? Later in life. <laughs> Is he still in jail? No, he's out. That guy he stabbed in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah, he got out. He did a lot. He was he got like ten years for that, didn't he? I think he got out as reduced. Probably, but he he had a pretty lengthy sentence. Uh, this one I read on IMDb, but I was confused by because it, it says the noise the rats supposedly make during the opening scene is actually from guinea pigs. The rat scene is uh, in the same opening shot are actually armadillos. And I noticed they were armadillos, and it didn't occur to me that they were supposed to be rats. <laughs> <laughs> so, that would make sense, because you're like, well, you're not going to think like, oh, those are some shiny rats. You're thinking, that's a fucking armadillo. It's an armadillo. <laughs> it looks like an armadillo. Like, if they were supposed to be rats, they fucked up. 
Some smooth, shiny rats. Like, oh, Scaly that, rats. Somebody put armor on that rat. <laughs> like, I don't know. Super rats. If that's what they were going for, they, they fucked up. Because uh, they looked like armadillos. Uh, one other thing that I saw was that the uh, the creature from Black Lagoon, the costume was like a rubber suit, and then they had to glue the head on to prevent any like seams or anything showing up on the film. So uh, the actor who was in the suit had to wear it through the whole shooting day, which was like 12 hours usually, and he couldn't eat, drink, or go to the bathroom <laughs> the entire time. So uh, that's dedication. I'm sure there's a couple of tinkles he took in the suit. <laughs> I, possibly he was in the water uh, a few scenes yeah but uh yeah, i, I thought that's probably why he wasn't in there he was in there the least amount of the yeah. characters i thought and i thought it looked pretty good anyways you know yeah like it was, the a, rest it was of a fun them. costume so and uh yeah i'd say this is an eventually i just saw it for the first time just a month or two ago yeah and i i, I just watched it like two weeks ago that was the first time I had seen it. I had heard this was kind of a cult classic, you know, through other podcasts and whatnot. And it seems like uh, I understand why. Um, but like we talked about it, you know, people have a very nostalgic for it because they saw it when they were kids. Yeah. Like this one, if I saw it as a kid, I would, yeah, I would have loved it. But even as an adult, I, I think it holds up. Yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. Even on that DVD that you got that you let me, um, there's a note from the director in there and it talks about how uh, it did so badly at the box office that he just kind of forgot about it. But then it ran on cable and late night movie mm -hmm. uh, TV shows and whatnot. And then like years later, he'd be at conventions and people would come up and say, well, when's monster squad coming out on DVD? It's like monster squad. Nobody went to see Monster Squad, and then they finally released it on DVD, and now it's a, you know, a cult classic. Mm -hmm. um, so, it just took a really long time to find its audience, but yeah. uh, it's a great movie. I can see how it found its audience on TV. I mean, that's what kids are watching in the 90s. Yeah. Late 80s. So, and I think it went up against some pretty heavy hitters at the box office. Mm -hmm. So... Well, I think that'll about do it. Reach out to us. Email us at watchthismovieatyahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. Please go ahead and subscribe, rate, and or review on iTunes and Stitcher. That's uh, one way you can help out the show. Uh, follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Hit us up with your hot takes. Yeah. Show us your nards. Not literally. <laughs> Figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, uh, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why do you always shut your door, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.